Hey, Pro fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, Follow Mathis's Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chanceability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You left thinking or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast show, brought to you by RacerX, hosted by Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show, Outdoor National Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, and with me on the line are two jerkies that uh, that are always doing these things with me, and that will be none other than Jason Wygant. Yeah. And David Pingree. Hi. Hi. You're supposed to say yeah, remember? I know. I'm leaving it to Weege. He does it better. Yeah, he does. He does. Only season. He does that announcer better. <laughs> hey, uh, okay, we're done with Supercross, and... Um, Wow, what a, what a what a race that was, and what a season that was um, over on the indoor. But now we are going to talk about the USGP. Oh wait, no, we're not. Oh. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> I was there though. Neither of you I were, so I was there. Um, let's talk about the outdoors. American Motocross Series picks up this weekend, and Hangtown. Uh, just uh, another kickoff to uh, to hopefully what's going to be as good as the. Um, Supercross series, I guess we. This is more your department. Um, I'm excited about this TV package. Fuel first motos on fuel, most of the other motos on speed. Same day, huh? It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's even better than it's, the last couple of years. Obviously, the last two years were a big step forward, uh, especially in the announcing department. I have to admit, personally, <laughs> but also with the time slots, um, because. The second motos were usually at least on same day on speed, but this year fuel has stepped up. The first motos every week will be live in a two-hour block on fuel. So if you don't have fuel, call your local cable company and order it now because whatever time zone we're in, so 1 o'clock Pacific this weekend, bang, there will be two straight hours of first motos, 450, 250 on fuel. If you don't have fuel, you can still watch it on AllySports.com. That will still have the first motos streaming live for free. Um, most of the time the second motos are just a little bit later in the day on speed. It's really just a time zone thing. Like if they have a, a race that starts on the east and doesn't end until like 
sixth, and they push the motocross back. Anyway, uh, this weekend they do have a NASCAR race Saturday night on speed, which they normally don't have, but that means the Hangtown second motos are on Sunday afternoon. But basically, you're looking at first motos every week live on fuel and second motos later at Saturday night on speed. That's your, that's your basic guide. Are there any NBC races? Yeah, there's a couple NBC races, as always. I think there's three. I think it's Redbud, Millville, and Unadilla, something like that. Right, right. Um, it's weird because we all think, like, internally, we all think in terms of our sport, like, ooh, what race do they want to give the coverage to? It's <clears throat> For all three of these networks, especially Speed and NBC, though, it's based on, like, what else they have going on. Like, right. a, a huge factor is what time zone the race takes place in. Speed does live races, they want their live races to be when we're in the West Coast time zone. So that's why, like, Washougal is live. Mm-hmm. But NBC wants it the other way around, so that's why, like, in the past it's been High Point, Unadilla, Redbud. Um, so it really right. just fits whatever other schedule they have going on that day. Yeah. But, yeah, there are NBC races live, just like there were last year for a few. And then there's a Thursday night show on Fuel, recap show, highlights and such. Yeah, and, sucks. and that actually starts this week. There's a... Uh, a season preview show. They showed it last Thursday, too, but it's on this Thursday again. So I think it's 8 Eastern. Uh, wow. There's a one-hour season preview on Fuel, and it's really good. We got interviews with a lot of the guys. I think there's like 15 riders that we talked to. Yeah, but you didn't uh, get Brett Metcalf. Uh, yeah, and as always, Brett Metcalf, the forgotten man, <laughs> he got hosed on that deal um, because we interviewed most of the riders of St. Louis. He wasn't there. But while we were interviewing Kennard and Reed – uh, Stephanie Nutt, who does PR for Honda, is like, hey, everybody else is going to be in California on Monday if you just want to come out there. So the guy from Allies is like, okay. Mm-hmm. So he got to interview Wyndham and Josh Grant and the East Coast guys like Barsha who weren't in St. Louis. Right. So it was like, well, let's see, i got a choice here. I can go to Honda and interview like four guys, or I can try to find Metcalf at his house and get one. So right. what are you going to pick, four riders or one? So unfortunately, the only rider <laughs> that does not get interviewed is Brett Metcalf, which is a shame because he was actually second in the series last year. Yeah, I sorry, just w- Brett. I just want to point that out. I don't really care one way or another. But I think Metcalf you, too. You did get called out on Twitter. Um, <sighs> yeah. Uh, hey, fine. Ping. Um, yes, sir. We have a we've had a good time in these podcasts making fun of our beloved Ralph Shaheen, and now I got a feeling we're gonna have to back it down a little bit for the Nationals because you know who is on going to be on the other line. Old, uh, you know, uh, what's yeah. his name? Yeah, that guy. right. We still got Fro to kick around, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to maybe lay off the other guy. There's no, nothing, there, I won't give you any material. Like, there it go is. ahead, pound it if you want, but there's not going to be a single thing to complain about. It's pure perfection. <laughs> All right. 24-0. and 0. All right. Times two. He's going to keep talking about his package. You know, the package. It's a great package. It's package, package. Great package. You know how summer series. I can't help but laugh you know, every time I hear about this awesome package we have. Well, well, bigger yeah. package. Well, you know. Yeah, bigger package. Summer series somehow worked its way into the uh, the Supercross series. I got a feeling the package will be the word for the outdoors. <laughs> Check out the package. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The buzzword. The buzzwords are package. Package. Owl <laughs> and pretzel. <laughs> but Please, no. I want to see you hit package at least a couple times in the broadcast. Can it be uh, only in reference to the TV package, or can we throw it in? No, why, no. But I just—that's fine. I why just don't want we, to hear the package. Yeah, why don't we do that every week? Why don't we give you a new word every week? 
Okay. To work okay, into the show. Um, because, I, I mean, I think it would be cool because we could, like, for package, for example, we could talk about, you know, the Pro Circuit team always gives the riders a good all-around package. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah, we need uh, to come up with a word every week and, and just make it harder. By, by Paula, okay. you'll have to say. Word, word one, booger. Can you work in booger? I think, can I veto some of them? Mm, yeah. Some of them I think the producer types are going to be like, that. you shouldn't be saying, you shouldn't be using booger. Really. No, you're you're just you're just there for our entertainment, Weege. Yeah, don't, don't try to be true. professional and do your job well. I don't want to. I don't want to put words like booger out there because he can't say that for sure. But he know. could say, you know, the track got really boogered up when they watered it. <laughs> he could work it in. I think that's a perfect example of what we're what they probably want me to not say. Yeah, just things like violin or elephant or you know. Yeah. Okay. Words like that. Sperm whale. Ping, Ping is not getting this. He is yeah. not getting this. Oh, he's getting it all right. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. He's, he's, Sperm whale. Well, I, I actually did this with all of our riders the last couple of seasons. I'd give them a word, and any interview they did, they had to work it. Mm-hmm. And they actually, um, Cole Seeley worked in Swamp Donkey in one of his interviews. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. They were good nice. at it. This week's word is Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, it's actually quite topical. It shouldn't be that tough. Right, yeah, exactly. I was yeah. going to start a Twitter thread uh, about, like, renaming his movies, you know, now, with all the debacle, like Man Terminator. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I yeah, a he's the running man now for probably. sure. Huh? He's the running man now for sure. <laughs> yeah. Getting the hell out of there. <laughs> well, Kindergarten Cop, that still works. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's like third grade, probably something like that for him. Well, yeah. This kid, maybe, like, are you telling me that some kid just woke up like two days ago and found an Arnold Schwarzenegger as his dad? A 10-year-old. I, I got to think so. I don't think he would know before and they would trust him to keep the secret. No. Man. No. So I'm thinking, hey, uh, we got to sit down and talk to you about something. You know that guy that's the governor of the state? He's your dad. Big guy? Movie star? Yeah. Bazillion. Yeah. I'm just excited because as a as a fan of cheeseball movies, uh, he's signed up to do Terminator Four. I say well, bring it on. Gotta pay for a whole other kid now. I mean Yeah. Yeah. Christmas. He I don't can, know how you pay child support for ten years, have a ten year old son and keep that under under wraps. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have any kids, so I don't know. Um so far, but do we know? I mean, yeah. could there be a ten-year-old out there right now? There were some groupies back in the day. Let me tell you, yep. a little, a little junior Steve Mattress running around uh, Manitoba. Mechanic groupies. They were, they were everywhere every oh, weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Something about grime under fingernails that just turns a woman on. Okay. You know? We're getting off topic here. Oh. The the key thing is weed. You got to work in package this weekend. Oh, easy. We'll okay, start we'll make easy. It easy we'll time. start easy. Yes. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but hey, no, for reals, uh, the the TV package is really, really good. Like, I wonder, and we, you know more about this. I mean, the bosses at MX Sports, the 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 big wigs, let's say, they got to be excited about this. This is better than Supercross, I think. Right? No. I, I think the way this works is it's kind of like, I think it's the same deal with say Chad Reed starting a team. It's like you you start the team first spend the money first, and then hope 
that the results equal more sponsors stepping up, mm-hmm. which then offsets the cost. And I think that's what this is. It's like you go for it, and they've been going for it bigger and bigger every year, like by adding the fuel thing this year. Right. And the first year in 09, the 250 show was always pretty much buried on Sunday, but they really upgraded that last year. So each year they're upping the coverage, which is not free. Um, first of all, I can just tell you just the production alone it's like 30 or 40 people at the races to make that TV show happen, and it's like three or four semi-trucks. So you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars every weekend mm-hmm. before you've even put it on the air, just right. with the staff to make that show. So the hope is that if you invest all that money, but the show is in a good time slot and people watch it and the ratings are good and the fans come, that then the series is that much more attractive to sponsors who will then pay you to offset that investment. So that's always the hope. Right. So I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's where it is business wise yet. Obviously they're excited, but at the same time I think it doesn't come free. It's not like I think the misconception is unlike say the NFL where the T V companies are coming to you and saying, We want this, we will pay you to get it. Right. It's the exact opposite of that. So I'm sure they're excited, but none of it necessarily is a gift. And also Ally Sports, which is partially on by NBC, helps make a lot of that happen. So it was a very, very complicated path to get there. I'm sure they're pumped, right. but I think they'd be more pumped if it, you know, eventually results in, you know, bringing in more money to do even more. Maybe someday we'll have all four hours live, right? Yeah, maybe. You know, uh, when, I, the ultimate goal. when I was a mechanic, I used to hear all the time that, you know, the outdoors doesn't do anything for us as a team. The outdoors doesn't do anything for us as riders, and the, the, the money's no good, and it's a lot of work and expenses. You're slowly not hearing that so much anymore. I think the teams are starting to see the benefit of this package. Yeah, the package has to be quite a dangling carrot for them. And I wonder, okay, for example, the X Games is now completely out of the Supercross business. They will have a, like an arena cross type race for the women because they really like Ashley Filick. That's a great story there. But they're done with Supercross. And I have to wonder, and I know you did a whole pulp show on this last year, mm-hmm. that – the fact that the teams are already pretty much racing outdoors and now get a pretty good amount of TV exposure, if that is lessening the incentive right. of them to do things like that. And the fact, are, they, yeah. are they smart enough? Are they thinking of it that way? I don't know. And the fact they couldn't organize their way out of a paper bag. The X I guess, people. But, yeah. but some, I feel like at some point they were up against the wall where they were like, this race is disorganized, but it's on ESPN, and damn it, our sponsors are going to force us to do it. Yeah. So maybe now they're not quite as forced because they have a good alternative. Unfortunately, Ping, for you, you were the outdoor series announcer, color analyst, oh. the one year they had the worst TV package out of <laughs> probably in history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't real good. Outdoor Life Network, and it was literally, was it a week later? Um, it was. I can't um, remember. Let's it, see. We, we voiced it over on, on Thursdays the following week, and then I imagine it was. It was the next weekend, I think. The next week, you know, so. Yeah, it was not good. Not good. So, uh, I feel like maybe, Ping, you need another shot. Oh, well, I'm, I'm here. They, I'm, I'm not going to chase it down, but I, I'd love to do more of it. I had fun doing it. Right. Yeah, you liked it? Your, yeah. Your, your, uh, your call at the epic Millville Bud Race was pretty funny. I do remember some good one-liners in that one. All well, right. Let's, yeah. let's move on to the racing. We're 13 minutes in. We haven't even talked about the racing. Yeah, we got Schwarzenegger. You know, let me let me ask you one more thing about TV because this is something I always wonder. About the package. The package. 
it, it has something to do with the package. Do you think that having better TV, like live TV coverage, affects turnout at the events? Because, like, looking at the debacle at Paula last year with just parking and, you know, some of these races are maybe they're rainy, maybe they're going to be hot, whatever it is. You know, like even Vegas for me, I was considering going, and I'm like, hey, you know, it's live on TV. I'm going to go to Mammoth and go skiing, <clears throat> just post up at a, you know, bar and grill and watch it live. And it's like I'm there, but I'm here, which is nice. <laughs> it's like I'm here, <laughs> but I'm here, which is nice. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Do you think if you're if you're a dad and a couple kids and they're like, you want to go, but it's a hassle to take the kids, maybe they don't really care. You just go, ah, forget it. I'll watch it on TV. It's live. I'll sit here right here on my couch. And... I think it's all that uh, same thing with making the investment to put that show on TV and then hope that the sponsors notice after. I think it's the same type of thing where you're, like, hedging your bets. Yeah. Um, the big thing is, in the long run, if it really, really works, the TV package becomes more valuable than a 1,000 more people buying tickets. And I think yeah. that's the overall goal. You hear in, like, Formula One, they're at the point where they don't even care where they hold the races. Like, they'll just, care, they'll just charge an exorbitant fee. And, like, whoever well, wants it can have it. We don't care if the track sucks. We don't care what country it's in. As long as we can yeah. put something live on TV, that's well, where we make our uh, money. Sort of, the, sort of the world It's GP like the theory. X Games. I mean, they, they absolutely do not care about spectators. It's like exactly. they're exactly. third-rate citizens. It's all about the broadcast. So. No, and, the, so that's the, and the GPs yeah. are like that, too. I mean, they go to some tracks in Bulgaria that, that – are just government-funded, nice facilities, and they don't care about the, uh, the fans. Um, I think that's, that's a long, long, long way off. I don't know if motocross would ever even get to that point where the, the live attendance means nothing because you're bringing in bazillions from television. Uh, like I said, at this point, they're still almost buying their way on a TV. Uh, but I do think that it's like the hope is that if it's on TV every week, you maybe create a few more fans, and then maybe those new fans say, oh, there's one in Minnesota. That's only three hours away. Let's go. Let's check it out. So it's like you're, what's going to happen first? Will it make people stay home, or will it create new fans that will go to one out of the 12 when it's relatively close? So it's, right. the whole thing is like a big gamble. I will say, I thought a few years ago the, national, the outdoor national attendance uh, was down on almost every track because um, I've been doing these things for a while. But I think they've rebounded the last couple. Um, there was uh, – when all the dates got switched around a little bit there a couple of years ago, um, I think they suffered in attendance. But to me, they're, they're back to uh, sort of where they were back in the heyday. I mean, I don't know if you'll ever get mid-90s back when I thought that, you know, every race was, uh, you know, pretty much out of control. But, yeah. You know. So, like, the Powell thing, for example, like, obviously there's tons of motocross fans in Southern California. So it's just a matter of are they pumped up enough to care enough to drive out there and buy a ticket? So you could theorize, at least, that, hey, these fans are watching on TV all year. They knew that Kennard and Porcel were in a good battle because they were actually interested in actually watching it week in and week out. And they're like, dude, I want to see this in person. Right. So maybe the TV being live for the previous 11 weeks made them go to that race. I think that's the goal. I don't know if it's true. Right. <clears throat> I bet you San Diego Supercross had a terrible crowd this year, right? Was it? You think? Well, yeah, I thought so, and I think it was, like was rained and it was live on TV, so that it can work the other way, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's the kind of thing I'm talking about, and like you're probably right. Probably long term, if it's successful, it's a better idea to to do it for sure. Right. 
And obviously the fans love it. If, if you're not in that area, which, you know, <laughs> there's a, you know, the series goes all over the country. There's only one round here in Southern California, so right. everyone living here is stoked that it would be live or be better. So, um, um, I, anyway. just, I just want to know where this works in, where there's more money for podcasters. That's all where I want to know where this works. Where does this go? Yeah, I'm still waiting for my first check to show up, Steve. Is that mail in the mail? Or were you in direct deposit? Do you need my um, routing number? Yeah, yeah, I'll get, I'll get to that. I'll get to okay. that. I'm going to uh, um, yeah, talk to my accountants. Hey, let's get let's get into some racing for now. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about racing. I know it's crazy, crazy talk. Uh, same, same tracks on the series this year. Uh, a little bit of switching around with the schedule. Looks like there's a few more weeks off on huh, each than last year. A um, uh, little more breaks, from what I remember. But basically, yeah, this, we're going this crazy the same deal. Way. I feel like it's like uh, the grass is always greener. That's why it seems to change. You get a few years. Everyone says week off. Weeks off do nothing for us. We have to keep training and riding during that break. So why not just shorten the series? Because it doesn't really give us a weekend off. And then they do right. that for a few years, and everybody says, this sucks racing every weekend. Give us a weekend <laughs> off, and then this whole begins again. Yeah. Yeah, did, was it two years ago we went four, week off, four, week off, four, I think, or something? I mean, it was... Yeah, and I remember that was the result. Yeah. The riders saying, don't right. give us any weekends off. Let's just get it done. And then after a few years of that, they change their mind. Mm-hmm. Um. You know who you get the complaints from? If you, if a guy who's doing well and is kind of on a roll, he wants it to keep rolling. A guy who has like a nagging issue or whatever, or he's over it, he wants a break to go to the river and you know change his lock up. So that that's why you're never going to make everybody happy. So what happened? Is that what you did, Ping? You wanted to go <laughs> take a break, go to the river, change things up? No, he's always had momentum going, bro. I was wanting to just keep on rolling. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I just wanted to get it over with. I don't know. Pink in the outdoors, that that's momentum, no doubt. Uh I remember when I was on Pink's team, KTM in the out in the outdoors, and he comes in at Unadilla and he's covered in mud. Covered in mud. And he's standing there right after the moto weege. Like no okay. there, there's no like emotion. Like he probably got tenth or something, I don't know. Um he's sitting there and he's uh, he looks at me and he's like Look at me. Look at me. I look like I've been eating the ass end out of a donkey for half an hour. He <laughs> was just covered in mud. It just and I thought to myself, no, like what an odd like he probably was thinking that out on the track. God, I'm so muddy right now. This sucks. It's rocky. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, Ping. I had a bad attitude for a certain period of time about the nationals. <laughs> Pretty funny moment for sure. As, you were, as evidenced by some of my comments, you but. were you were off the bike for maybe two minutes. There was no like. No, I, I remember the moment. Like I remember it. Right. Clear as mm-hmm. clear as day. Yeah. That Good. is off. That is. <clears throat> yeah, writing the jokes during the moto. Did you come up with it during the moto? I would. I would think you would. He did. No, 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 no. Uh, that was just you know. You pull your helmet. It's like you know. You're, you're thinking about riding usually while you're out there riding, but like when you come in. I don't know. I, I just, I was stuck behind, you know, whoever battling in this pack of guys. So you just eat roost for 35 minutes. You know, it's just like constant choking on dirt and spinning out. I mean, I was, Mathis, back me up here. Mm. Oh, mud, like, aside from where my goggles were, yeah, I was like no, mud monster. Exactly. 
No, you're you spot. You look like a raccoon if the raccoon spot was white. Um, no, I agree. But you can't tell me, Ping, that you were out there in motos, not thinking of other things in your life. Uh, yeah, like I said, I had some years I didn't really have my focus on. Like for example, Timmy told me one time. It always goes back to Tim Ferry when yep. he was struggling with his wrist. It was Seattle 05. He was trying to pass Jason Thomas and he couldn't. And he was in the air, he said, thinking of his 401k and if he had enough to quit. Like, how many – like, he said, I swear to you, Mathis, I was in the air going, do I have enough to quit? Like, if I quit right now, you know, how do I live? How much can I spend per year? How much is in the account? Like, he was seriously thinking that when he was on the track because he couldn't pass JT and his wrist was jacked up. So, you know, kind of shed some light on me for what the big names of the sport think about. Anyways – um, hey, so the big news we got this week was James Stewart um, bowed out of the series. And, uh, I mean, my Twitter thing blew up. My email box blew up. People very, very upset. And I and I wrote almost all of them back and said, did you really think he was going to race? Ping, you, we didn't fall for this, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of thought he might. Really? But <laughs> well, geez, sorry. <laughs> my, well... Man, he did this, why wouldn't he? He did this two years ago. Chad Reed did it when he rode for L&M. It's just what you do. You put on outdoor suspension and you go and you tease the fans and everybody. And But, you you know, you don't have to do the outdoors. Your contract doesn't say that. You don't have any bonuses from everybody to do outdoors. Just to me, it was a complete non-shock. Weege? Well, the only reason I thought that it – Oh, was God. You thought was so too. because with the very vague dismissal of Larry Brooks, or sorry, Brooks dismissing himself to go spend three months with his family at Soak City or wherever he went, <laughs> there was all this, the very vague information we got was we're making big changes, the team's not going to be the way it used to be, we're going to do the things that people want us to do, and I was interpreting a lot of that as like, James has taken a beating over not racing outdoors, and then he took an even worse beating when he went to Unadilla and he thought his bike sucked. And he got beat, and I know that he blamed that on Brooks. So I thought, all right, he's taking the reins here with intent to fix this Supercross-only situation, but at least not yet. It didn't pay off. So I did think because of the ownership change, although we don't know officially, he never said he owned the team, right? It's still not official. Yeah, in the, only in our sport. Dude, this is yeah, thing, this is you stuff can just not cover happening. that up. But, um, uh, yeah. I thought it might be leading that direction, maybe next year. Well, you know, but just like, like, just like with MC and Wyndham, and Larocco, like, the beat just goes on. No one sits there and goes, oh, God, I wish this guy was here. And he will be – I don't think he will be missed. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's going to be good racing all series. MC did it, and no one was like, oh, God, I wish MC was here. You just deal no, with it. No, yeah. you, Ricky Carmichael retired halfway through the year, and by the end of the season, by the time Langston and your boy Ferry and all those guys are battling for the title, no one was asking about Carmichael. Yes, exactly. Not, no. You're not there, you're not there. You're not there, you're not there. Yeah. Timmy lost that year. Um, yeah. So he's not doing it, but we got uh, Ryan Dungy and Ryan Villapoto, probably 1A and 1B. Um, is there anybody, we or Ping, you guys can pick this up, is anybody, any one of us three think that anyone else can get in the mix other than those two? I'm of the three, Ken. I'm of the yeah. belief that those two are gonna gonna do it. So you're 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 you do you think Reed if they're one A and one B he's two. Yes, absolutely, without he's a doubt. Not one C. No, without a doubt. <clears throat> B plus. Love the guy. Like Good two guy. and a half or like one and a half. 
even? No. No, I just I just don't think he's got the outdoor speed that those guys got. That's all. I think uh, Philip Hurdle, in my mind, is the X factor, really, because I think Reed, if he has everything going his way, I think Reed can be there with Dungy. Uh, but we don't really know what Villapoto has. That if Reed could be there with Dungy, and Dungy's there with Villapoto, then Reed is there to win the thing. But I don't know. I mean, there's a chance I'd have to say that Villapoto isn't one A. He's just one, right? Um, a chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Villapoto's going to be the guy. I, I think the writing's on the wall. Do you think he wins this? You think he wins it easily, Ping? Not easily, but he wins it. I think he does. I mean, go back and look historically at all when he, you know indoors to outdoors. He's way more comfortable outside mm-hmm. and more confident. And and I think the pressure of the Supercross series sort of start to hit him, especially when Jacksonville happened, and he maybe stumbled a little bit there. But yeah, he picked it back up and finished it off strong. And I think. With that confidence and just that pressure off, I, I think it's like he's going to come and just let, let, let it rip. Well, That's I'm, what I believe. And I think Dungey will be strong. I think Reed will be strong. I think Medi will be up there with those guys. I think Purcell will be up there with those guys. Um, I think Alessi will be up there. I think Alessi will be too. He'll be a top five guy. But I think at the end of the motos, most of them, RV is going to be out front. Yeah, he, I mean, by all by all accounts in the preseason stuff, he's been killing it. I've had other riders tell me that he's killing it and he's going way faster than them. And these are guys that are top five riders. Yeah. So, um, you know, that doesn't sound good for, for them. Um, to, to me, the biggest question mark is Dungy. Is he going to do what he did in Supercross? He, I thought – Or just, will he step up? I think he's he was more impressive last summer. Um, he really – Really killed those guys, um, and his endurance was phenomenal. Yeah, and so that's why I put him right below, right behind Villapoto. I really, I really do. If if Villapoto comes out and beats him handedly, then I, I tip tip of the cap to to RV because to me Dungey uh, was very very Carmichael esque last summer. And and you know what what was interesting about Dungey last year, and I don't know if he did this intentionally or if this was just sort of his M.O., but his pace was okay for the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes. He'd kind of just get his rhythm down, right. hold his position, maybe flick off a couple guys. But he'd hit the 15- or 20-minute mark, and it was like he flipped a switch. Yeah. And right, he was gone, you know. By the time the halfway sign was coming out, he was grabbing another gear and getting faster every lap. Right. So the thing is, he's not going to be able to do that if, if that's just how he works. RV will be checked out already, you know. So he's going to have to sprint from the beginning and 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 be able to do that the whole moto because Ryan will. You know, you think Dungey's in shape? I promise you, Villapoto's in shape. Yeah, as well. well, well. So, what do you think, Weech? Uh I think one thing we kind of saw as much as I hated the show. Almost seems like we we cut down on Dungey every week. I'm I not. I'm not cutting down on him. No, you put you. I admit, yes, that's right. You were the one in Supercross that were singing the praises of the others, but here you're putting them I, equal. To them. I just but, said so Carmichael esque in in regards to Ryan that is pretty good. I was the one good. supporting Dungeon Supercross. Let's not. Yeah, no, yeah, we no one, one no one's denying that, Ping. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just okay. want to. I'm just saying he doesn't break a chain. He's like possibly yeah. champion in Supercross. I'm just yeah. saying that if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Well. I've never it met could be arranged. 
I've never met your aunt. <laughs> Be arranged. But anyways, all right. Uh, I was Dungey. I think in Supercross proved that you're. Even if we said that he wasn't, even if you wanted to agree that he wasn't quite as good as Villapoto and some of the other guys in Supercross, it still was darn close. He still almost pulled it off. And then I yeah. think that the 24 motos outdoors is even more grueling and breeds inconsistency even further. Uh, I think it's hard to think that anyone's just going to walk away from him in points because the dude probably isn't going to have bad motos. He's probably going to be solid every week. And that strategy almost got him the Supercross title. And this is even gnarlier. Yeah, it's got like, more, more races, more uh, potential for problems. Uh, yeah, you're, you're saying no matter how much RV kills him, it's only three points. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, it's only three points, and then you know, RV's just got to tank one moto, you know, fall in the first turn, bust a radiator or something, and Dungey's right back there. It almost worked that way in Supercross, so why not outdoors? So All I right. don't – Villapoto may be the fastest guy, but I just can't imagine him having like a 75-point lead at the end of the year and wrapping this thing up early. And no, like I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so we, we all say Villapoto is going to be the guy and Dungey's going to be right there. You guys think Reed's going to be there. I think Reed's going to, I don't think he's going to struggle, but I really put Reed in the group of third place guys with Porcel, Alessi, Short, Medi. I put them all sort of lumped together. But you guys, do you, Ping, do you think we, Reed's a step above those guys I just named? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weed, what do you think? I think, that, I think the three guys you'll see on the podium the most are going to be those three guys. Villapoto, right. Dungey, right. Reed. In that order, probably. I think that third spot's open. Weed, what do you think? Uh, I think if you ask Reed, and I don't think he's making this up, he knows how he felt last year. And when he first sent out a letter saying at Epstein Bar, I think everybody was like, whatever. How about, I'm over it, Bar. <laughs> like, yeah, but oh. Bring, you bringing Epstein Bar back? <laughs> but, uh... Uh, now I don't think anyone really doubts that because he was fading the motos. And then this year, you know, you could talk about how in shape and how strong Dungey is, but how many races on the last lap was Reed doing what he needed to do to hold guys off, run Dungey mm-hmm. down, hold him up? Like, I don't think there was any proof in Supercross at all that Reed didn't have fitness. So if the illness was really holding him back last year, and that was the reason that Dungey was – obviously far superior to him last summer. And if that's gone, I don't know. I mean, he should be a player. Only, yeah. I guess, Reed knows for sure how sick he really was. Right, right. I just feel like I even remember when... talking to, at uh, Redbud. Remember at Redbud they had that fantastic moto, Ping, you might recall. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that, uh, but the second moto, they had nothing for him. And I think Townley, you know, he went to the wall in the first moto. And I think that's when Reed was like, what is wrong? Why... Why do I? Not, why am I not strong enough in the second motor to make this happen? So only he knows how bad it affected him, and if it's gone. Yeah, no, good points. You, you got some good points there. I just feel like when he won the title, you know, like RV had him covered, then Mike Alessi had him covered, and then sort of after that he had a few dominant rides, but he really didn't have the field covered, um, and he won the title by just you know he was he was overall the fastest guy without a doubt, but. I don't yeah. remember too many times you were going, holy shit, look at Chad Reed. You know what I mean? Like, he pulled some stuff, that Mount Morris jump, and, and some different things where he was on it. But there weren't too many times. And uh, I agree with you 100% on that. He yeah. looked more vulnerable in 09 than Dungey did yeah, in 2000. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. So, or Villapoto has ever looked anytime he's raced outdoors. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast show. 
It's that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bicar body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. Uh, Okay, let's talk about Michael Lessie. Uh... On a 450, he, he struggled. X-brand athlete, I'm just gonna throw that for you. So X-brand athlete, the www.xbrand.com. Um, <laughs> you guys know I do that as a joke, right? <clears throat> this really upsets John Knowles, though, from Scott. He feels like I should not even do that, and I feel like it's really funny that I do it. But then again, I right, guess right. whatever. Okay, so Michael Lessie, well, it's 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 your show. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. He just feels I should be more objective as a racer X journalist. That oh, was his exact, exact words. Uh, you know, as a co-host, David Pingree, sponsored by Dragon TLD. Uh, you know, I would just like to say <laughs> we, that uh, we each? I don't know. I don't want to call that. We should have had this platform. I need to get on there. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is a dime. Uh, um, we just sponsored by BackyardWrestling.com. Mm. JGR baby. And the da- uh, and the dance and and star search because that's what you're going for those dance moves. Yeah, it's over. This is my last year in the sport. I got bigger, better plans. <laughs> Ping, did you see that? <laughs> Unfortunately, I did. Leech. <laughs> I think some guy summed it up pretty much perfectly in the messages underneath, and it said it looked like it was a mix of you either doing river dance or having a seizure. <laughs> and, uh, there was this move. I want to ask you about it because you kind of put your arms out front and then sort of like kick both legs through them. Yeah. And you kept doing it. Yeah. I'm sure it was like, you know, vodka induced, but I just, I want to kind of see where you're headed with that. <laughs> I, I swear, I swear I can, and I'll, I'll do it. I can replicate every one of those moves. You just say the word Stone Cold Sober, I swear. Right. Swear. right. The only disappointment I have from this is that it is being treated like a magical moment. This is typical, man. There's no, no. – there's not a moment. This is any time, any place. I can vouch for that. Yeah, this, is, this wasn't a special drunken dance-off, one-time dance-off. But that move that Ping was talking about, that is my go-to move. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, is like, you know, one minute left in the game. You have to, right. you have to make it happen. You right. have to score. I'm on the stage with Dano. I need to pull through. <laughs> yes, exactly. What do I do? Sounds okay, like keep going with the move. Keep doing it again. Again. Yeah. Arms out. Just bite my legs through it. Go. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him with this. It's like the, uh, like the, like the, the uh, video game where the power up thing is just going ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's what Weege's move is doing. Just, just burying Dano more and more, more. <laughs> it's like playing Ivan Stewart's off road and hitting the nitro button. Yeah. Hit the nitro button. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, I, got, I got the, got the hips unlocked. Had the hips unlocked. Yeah, you did. You did. Oh yeah, you did. I gotta say, elbows, like elbows were up. It looked yeah. good. No, uh, my wife and I were really watching it as judges. We watched it while well, really? we while well, we laughed hysterically the first few times, and then we watched it as a impartial judge. And you you you, you killed him. You killed him. Dano did not have anything. I so, am getting you know what it was. Although it, I can't. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's it's funny how alcohol affects people differently because Dano looked like he was just like slow and kind of in slow motion. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Sloth-like. Sloth-like. Right. And you were just amped up. Like, you had Red Bull and vodka pumping through your veins, <laughs> dude. You were just like, yeah, pow, 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 kicking it. Right. Arms out, legs through. I awesome. will, although I say I can do those moves stone cold sober, I have to admit, during that, the, that whole uh, event was a bit of a haze. So, were people like, it really was a legit dance-off? Like, people were actually paying attention to this? Yeah, I think so. I really oh, do. Really? Because okay. because I didn't realize. I, I, I knew we were on stage, but I didn't really know if people were like, "Hey, let's stop and watch these." No, because balls. because I got I was back at the bar. I didn't even yeah. know you did it. I had multiple yeah. people coming up to me saying, "Weege and Dano just had a dance off." Like yeah, like <laughs> it was common knowledge what was going on. Your pupils just dilate right then and there, like what? Uh, uh, um. Ping, what, possess- what, Ping, what possesses a man to get on stage and do a dance-off, do you think? <laughs> You're talking to a guy who's never done it. I think you need to ask our co-host here. <laughs> uh, I did an audition, actually. Um, I went down. I, I do this usually. This, this is the part that usually only does happen in the uh, vodka-induced state, which is where I say, hey, I'm going to go down to the center of this dance floor and just dominate right now. That usually <laughs> doesn't dominate. happen. So, dominate. So I go to the center of the dance floor, and I've done this in just random... You know, bars at 3 a.m. on a Saturday night. But I did it there, and the singer on stage is like, hey, hey, you, you, you got to get up here. You got to get up on stage. And then I, I don't know if Dano volunteered himself or if he grabbed Dano as well. I'm not oh, really no, sure. no. You know, Dano was already up there, and Dano was already, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I'm sure if you ask him, he doesn't remember. It was a haze for him as well. But, uh, no, we were, we were requested to do it. And I don't know if anybody caught it, but I did, when it was over and I had been declared the winner, uh-huh. I did grab the microphone. And say I want to give it up to the team. Everybody's working really hard. We changed a few things. We worked on some stuff, and we're just going to try to, you know, learn from it and come back even stronger next week with all the things and stuff that we work hard on. <laughs> I gave it my best Supercross interview. Yeah, no, it's good. It was really good. It was really exciting. And then I got. Did you a- happen to say but uh, and you know and um, you know throw in a bunch of those or no? And I really really enjoy it. Cause don't yeah really really and. You can't articulate that well. Um, you, know, you need to really dumb it down a bit. And then I got a tweet. Really, really. I got a tweet or an email <laughs> really, asking really. me, hey, have, you ever really, se- really. have you ever seen Weed sing Take On Me? And I'm like, oh, God, have I? <clears throat> have I? I've seen Weed yeah, do Take On Me. karaoke does happen, too. I've seen Weed do Take On Me in karaoke half a dozen times. <sighs> We've gotten off track again, fellas. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> all right. We, we were talking about Michael Lessie. How did that happen? Well, obviously, Michael Essie and dance-off are two words that go together. Yes. yes. 
like peanut butter. I would almost like to review the tape, and then we could actually experiment and see how these conversations get hijacked. Like, how did that happen? You were talking about Michael Lessie, and then it was X Brand, and then we went into. Oh, and then I said we. Ju- I said we just sponsor was Star Search because he was. <laughs> right. Oh, there it is. There's the bridge. Uh, but we'll we'll real quickly about the Dungey interviews. I uh, was speaking to his mom at the banquet. Um, she expressed some displeasure displeasure with some of the things I've written this year, but she was really? cool about it. She was, you know, not ranting and raving, just saying, "Hey, you know, we all know Ryan's going to switch to a new agency. I don't know if well, maybe Ping doesn't know that, but she told me she assured me that we will see a different Ryan Dungey, and this was all sort of planned and done this way by his old agency or by his old mentors or whatever it is, and we will see a new Dungey." Shortly, so uh, I'm looking forward well, to it. What do you mean? How, how do you? Well, he's going to just change the person that he is. I mentioned that it's it's really hard to get to know him. He doesn't give you much as a media guy, and that's when she started telling me that. So, huh. um, so we'll see. Keep an eye open for that, folks. Um, but he was better when he was younger, wasn't he? I thought he so. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah. So know. maybe there is something to that. Yeah. Um, all right, Michael Lessi. He struggled last year on the, on the 350. His starts went bye bye, and uh, it wasn't the guy that we'd seen, you know, the year before win nationals. Um, is the 450 the magic potion? Ping is that all it's going to take? I, no, it's not all it's going to take. But um, when Mike gets a whole shot, uh, especially outdoors, he's way more likely to hold on to it. Uh, Moto two there last year. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's going to take more than that. You know, you're not going to stay ahead of RV just by getting the whole shot just because you're on a 450. I don't, and I don't see, I really don't see him having the speed of RV or Dungey. Yeah. But I think he could be a guy that fills in that third spot regularly. You know, like if Reed has a bad start or whatever. Right. I think he's going to be a heck of a lot better than he's been. Yeah. Just simply because he'll get better starts on that 450. Right. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I think also that 350 thing was batted around so much last year, and we'll never know the true answer. I mean, the KTM people, of course, were saying that the bike was awesome, and he had convinced himself mentally that the 350 was not good enough, and that the 450 isn't better, but he has convinced himself <laughs> the 450 is better. Right. However, we can we can scoff at that, but we know how wacky these racers are, right, Ping? I mean, if he thinks well, so, I'll tell you this: right? it is really con- yes. Yes, absolutely. But in in their defense, you do a start with a 350 and 450 side by side in stock trim. You know, oh, and there I, we go again. Oh, you know, it's I haven't heard this story knows, before. Well, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm I did them. I did them myself, dude. Like I did it side by side, and the 350. You rode both bikes boy. at the same time. You started both bikes. I, I, yes, I one leg over each. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I switched back and forth with this guy. We did side, start side by side. Okay, and oh, hold on, stop, stop, like stop, stop. Hold on, stop right there. David Pingree, well known. I'm, I'm not trying to toot your horn here, Ping, but David Pingree, former professional motorcycle racer, winner of Supercross main events, always known going? as a good starter. Some, some, nay, a great starter. Lines up against quote unquote. Some guy, and this is this is his determination. Like seriously, no, Ping. Valley. Good local pro rider, Ping. Like you, I'm telling you, you know, he would beat me occasionally, and I'd be on the 450, and he'd be on the 350, and he'd beat me. Yeah, you know, that's I, what I'm telling you. And I, it would just be random, but I played Roger Federer the other day at the Y, 
and he used a wooden racket, and I had an aluminum one, and he beat me. I mean, wooden rackets seem to be coming back. I'm not saying that I pulled the whole shot on this guy every time, regardless of what I was riding. I'm saying sometimes he would beat me to the first turn. Sometimes I beat him. Sometimes, you know, I was on one bike or the other. It was just random. So you rode both, you each rode both bikes. You each had the aluminum racket and the wood racket, right? Yes. Right. That's the difference, Matthew. I know you were saying that you had the. Well, I took thing, no. I took the wooden racket, and, and Federer still beat me with an aluminum one. It was very strange. But Ping saying that they each won a handful of matches. Each. I'm saying like, David Pingree. I'm saying unless David Pingree had Donnie Holshot Hansen and Michael Lessie next to him, <laughs> then it doesn't matter. Ping's whole shot test fails. Okay, here's what I'm telling you. Because he's David Pingree. I was on a 450. Bryce Valley rode the 350, and at times would beat me to the first turn. With me on the 450, I had the aluminum racket. He's swinging wood, and he and he gets me 30 love. Well, you hear what I'm saying? He's young and aggressive, <laughs> and his eyesight's better. Well, Whatever. Okay, you know what? Forget it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. All right. Anyway, we got to move on. We're we're 46 minutes in. We have, we've covered okay. three guys. We've covered three but guys. But in this case, if the bikes are really similar, then unless he's not going to be. Like, why would he get better? No, I, I think a lot of it's mental for him. And I, I like it's I said, I don't know. Say. He, yeah. he got great starts on the 450. He couldn't get him on the 350. All right, Whether it's in his brain or there really is something to it, I don't know. Uh, let's talk about the Honda guys. Grant's going to struggle, I think, when he comes back. He hasn't raced all year. I don't know when he's – when do you think he's coming back, Weege? Do we know? Uh, I saw him in Vegas, and he said he was still about a week and a half or two away from being able to start riding. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, which means, what, now? So, so he, he just started riding this week. So can Wyndham can, can Wyndham get in the mix at all, or is he just going to be a warm body? I, I think if Wyndham from Las Vegas shows up, it, it, it's on. I think he could be up front. Mm-hmm. If Wyndham from like you know pretty you know fifteen of the other rounds shows up, mm-hmm. he'll be fifth to eighth. Okay. And Canard, you know, Canard's not coming back probably to a red butt or so. I, I, from what I hear, be a little yeah. ways before we see him. And that saddens Mo- moment of silence for the ginger. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, Ping, how hard is that going to be for a guy in that situation? Like, obviously, Canard should be fast, but how much is everyone going to progress by racing five weeks yeah, that he won't be? It's hard. Like, yeah. It, it, even if his speed is good, which you know he's he's just a talented kid, he'll be able to come back and go fast right away, but. You're not going to have fitness, you know. You're you're trying to work your way back into just racing again. Everyone else is comfortable and in their rhythm. It's going to be really hard for him. It's but. good. It's going to be interesting to me to see Shorty on a 350 and Mike on a 450. That's going to be interesting. Who beats who? How does that go down? Who starts complaining first? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, and and maybe that'll answer your start question right there because they're both good starters. No, you and you sure it's not on the level of Michael Lessie. What? Last you tell me last summer. Last summer that sucker hole shot at every race he was in. Summer Mike was on a three fifty. That's why. He had a hundred And there's some funky things going on with that Honda. Some funky things going on with that Honda. I'll leave it at that. You mean last Boy. year? Last year. You mean the bike he got hole shots on? Yes, there was some There we go. Conspiracy theories? No, no, no. There no. I mean Shorty told me they had the bike set up, you know, in the ignition mapping. 
in the uh, what in the EFI department. That thing, he said, if you release the clutch at the right time, you know, everyone saw that little uh, um, wire deal they had on there, which was a servo, a clutch servo that it told the EFI and ignition what was going on with the clutch. If you release the clutch correctly, Shorty's like, dude, anybody can pull a whole shot on this bike. So that's all I'm saying. I mean, he, he you know, so. So it was a good bike. And yeah. Yeah, lost the whole shot. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Like, like they got, Honda's got something going on, and they figured it out. So let's see what happens this summer. But, uh, yeah, but Trey couldn't get a start. You know, he was struggling with his starts all year. They didn't have it on for Supercross. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it doesn't work in Supercross. I don't know. Won't work in a stadium. Doesn't get reception. What? You're better than Bryce Valley? What? You're racing Bryce Valley? <laughs> um, okay. Let's go. Let's move on. Come on. Uh, Christophe Purcell. Uh, big, big X factor. Um, it's so funny because you know how this shit works, Ping. You know how it works, and we, you may or may not know because you weren't in on the inner sanctum like Ping and I. I got a call the other day. Dude, someone was at competitive edge with Purcell. He can't ride more than 10 minutes without his arms locking up, and he had to pull in. He has to pull in every time. Then I got a, then I got a, a, a text last week. Purcell's killing it. He's faster than Dungey here at Milestone. So, like, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going on? But how, how, is, how is he going to do? Ping, how, how's Purcell going to do? Well, see, I think those French guys are sneaky. And I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm just saying – like Muskin last weekend. Not impressive. Would you back me up on that? That's a GP? Yeah, sort of just all right. Yep. Underwhelming. Yep. <clears throat> it won't surprise me one bit to see him come out next weekend and just throw it down and be leading up front in the lights class. I think that they, like, keep it. They save it. They, like, keep a little in the tank, and they don't really show it until it really matters. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I think Purcell will be the same way, like, He's fine to just go cruise around when he's testing and ride at 80% or, you know, pull in every couple of laps. But when the gate drops next weekend, I think that sucker's going to be on it. I, I, you know, he's, that dude's fast. Right, right. Okay. So I, I think he's up front. I think he's, I think he's top five for sure if he gets a start and he's mm-hmm. feeling good. Yep. Uh, I, think he, I think he runs right with the leaders. Right. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I agree with that totally. If there's right. one guy that you don't want to even put any stock in anything, even during the moto, I don't even know if you can <laughs> if that even makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who the, who knows? I, I think he's going to be good. I think he obviously likes to ride 450s because that's what he rode even last year during the week. Um, I mean, I guess there's some question of you know how is that equipment? Is it, is the team up to the level? Uh, how much time is it I to think get that's ready? Fine. I think that's a little. I don't think it's as good as a Geico Honda he tested, but. It's not going to be a reason he's going to right. struggle. Right, so there's a little question about that, but I don't think it's a big deal. I, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be good. And this is the guy who, last year at the first Supercross, oh, he's got big hair and he's coming off a collarbone injury. He's gonna, he's not going to have it. He's got big hair. Uh, in fact, you said that. That was your. <laughs> you. That was your. What kind theory. of idiot said that? You did. You just made fun of yourself. That was awesome. Yes. I said. Burn. I said he's got big hair. Yes, you're like, ah, oh, just look at him. He's growing the long hair. He hasn't been riding. He's got a collarbone injury. <laughs> I, yeah. cha- I challenge anyone to listen to this to find that audio clip of me saying that. I don't think that happened. It would have had to have been the Supercross preview 
with uh, me, you, and JT. I don't know. I don't know where else we would have discussed this. Although it was East, so why would we have known this right. this far in advance? I you s- said he had big, <laughs> long hair, and that indicated that he was over it. No, I didn't. Yes, that does sound I- funny, though. I, I I might have said that. <laughs> anyway, He's at that race, with his big hair, yeah. he immediately goes out, puts the fast lap in, in practice, and just pulls into the mechanics area, hangs out, probably mm-hmm. chews some gum. Smokes a cig. Fixes hair. <laughs> and then finally, after like seven laps, like Stroop or somebody goes out and beats his lap. And it was like, hold on, I must go out and beat this. And then he does one more lap, goes back to the top of the board, and was done. He reminds me a so, lot of the guy from Talladega Nights. He does remind me of the dude from Talladega yeah. Nights. It, yeah, exactly. And well, even in the movie, as fictitious as that was, a lot of that was supposed to be mind games, right? Right, so, right. Who knows, man? I think he's going to be I really am good. from Formula mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, he's going to be in the mix. What about Brett Metcalf? Can he repeat his summer? I mean, obviously, Supercross didn't go the way he he wanted to, but he's been motoring down for a while now. And uh, is he going to be a real player, or is what we saw last summer just sort of a, a result of of a good summer and a momentum going? Or is he going to is he going to fill or going to challenge for that third spot? Weege, when you blew him off the other week, yeah. did you guys ever get to see him again? Like, have you seen him ride? Have you talked to him? Where's his head at? Because I, I saw the video clip of him crashing and hitting his head, and it was dirty. I, mean, I was kind of uh, surprised, Atlanta, like, or... yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. was it Atlanta where he hit his head so hard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, like, went, went into a tabletop, like. Yeah. He, uh, I talked to him a few weeks ago, and, I mean, he was really only getting back on a bike. I feel like he's, say, a few weeks behind where, say, Weimer was, where Weimer was able to make his way back. I don't think this was a – this wasn't a, he's been ready all along, they just held him out of Supercross. I don't think it was one of those situations. Right. I think that the timing is pretty much working. So, you know, he might not be exactly where he wants to be by the first round. But what I think is good about him was he, that momentum and having a good summer, he just built that totally on his own. I mean, yeah. there wasn't any blocks stacked up that were saying that he was going to come out and kill it last year outdoors either. He just did it on his own, got better, got better, got better. By yeah. the end of the year, it's like, hey, Metcalf might win a race. Yeah, and pretty much did right. Yeah, so yeah. I don't see pretty any reason won. why he can't do that again. Um, um, would you say his he's on better equipment now? You have to think that, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would say so. so. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I think so. So why I mean, not? That, so yeah, the Geico team, especially their 450 effort outdoors. I mean, where is that effort even rank? Definitely, it's got to be better now. We we've named about eight guys that are going to finish top five. Um, yeah, and yeah. another one is Andrew Short. Justin Brayton, David Millsaps. I mean, Shorty's Shorty's solid. Tommy Hahn Hahn is the guy you're forgetting. No. Mm. No. Next man athlete. Uh, He's have a rough year, man. I think it'll be a lot different from outdoors. He doesn't like that bike. He doesn't like that bike. I'm telling you, he's comfortable outdoors. He doesn't like Supercross. Okay. I think outdoors. He's been riding outdoors lately. He's been riding outdoors for like two months. He literally has not ridden Supercross. His Supercross track is just overgrown with weeds. <coughs> he told me that like with five rounds to go in Supercross. Who, Tommy? Yeah. Yeah, he's been riding yeah. outdoors forever. I'm telling you, I think he's going to come in ready and like wanting to turn his season around. And okay. he is a missile outdoors. I think that guy will be. Wow, a missile. Um, yeah. Kyle Chisholm, hopefully, I think he's going to start slow. He's still having some problems uh, uh, breathing. Like it's just it's hard for him to to get it going. His lungs were bruised, and it takes a long time to recover. 
But, I mean, certainly he had a great series last year. Maybe he can do it again. Um, okay, it's it's that time. It's that time. <laughs> it's J-Law time. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's back. He's on a number, Suzuki City, number 54, Suzuki City 450. Does he do anything, Weege? I say no. Okay. Ping. Yeah, that's my answer. No. Ping. Does he, <laughs> Ping, does he do anything? Does he um, finish top ten, Weege? No. I don't, I don't even know. Go ahead. Guess, so go ahead. I hope, I hope he proves me wrong and then everybody can say blah, blah, blah. Nobody believed in me. Hey, we've already put eight guys in the top five. We've got to say somebody's going to be too bad. Right. Well, the thing was, last year when he came and tried to do some rounds, I mean, he, he didn't even finish motos. So right, so wasn't he? I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen him around here. Like, where's he been? If he's <laughs> really making a run at this, where he's hiding out in New Jersey. Hey, I just, no, I don't, I don't nothing gets you where you make it happen. Nothing gets you ready like the sand pits of Jersey. Yes, he's probably hanging out at Asbury Park with Springsteen, getting inspired, riding with Kessler, Karsten. That'll do it. Or he's down at Car. Yeah, uh, Jersey Shore crowd fist pumping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, more likely. Millsaps, anyone? Five to ten range? Yeah. Five to ten? Yeah, he's getting better, obviously. The last couple of Supercrosses were finally, you know. Here comes, a, J- here comes a JGR apologist. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't think, uh, you know, well, he was five to ten those last couple of Supercrosses, right? Does he, I beat, don't think... does he beat Brayton? Brayton is not I a, a he's great outdoor. outdoors than Brayton. I don't think Brayton. Yeah. Brayton's specialty is. He's an arena cross guy. Um, I think Brayton will be better than he was last year, but I don't know if he's, you know, they were, okay. super cross. He was really knocking on the door of being a genuine, you know, real podium threat contender guy. I don't know if he's quite at that level. Uh, Jake, Jake Weimer. We haven't talked about him. Another guy, right? Yeah. He's another top ten guy, if not better. Yeah, I think Weimer's a, Weimer's a top ten, top five maybe on occasion. Nick Way, will, Nick Way will be in there chugging along. You know what? You know what we have to qualify all this when we do preseason shows? When you do a preseason show, there is no injury factor factored in. Right, right. You know, of course we could say that there's ten guys that are top five ability, and then five of them will get hurt, and then one of those guys we said would get tenth gets fifth, and they can say you guys were wrong. But we, ha- we are all operating under the assumption that everyone's going to do the whole series, which is not going to happen. Right. And that's going to change it up. So okay, give me, give me, give me a sleeper. Give me a sleeper pick. Ping. I tell you what, I'll let you, I'll let you guys think about it. But give me a sleeper. What? Somebody we okay. haven't talked about. Yeah, give me, give me, give me a minute. I'll find. I already know who you're going to say, one. anyways, Ping. I already know who you're going to say. So oh boy, uh, uh, Weed, you too. Here's my sleeper pick. Okay. He needs it. He's got to turn it around. He's done it before. Can he do it again? Michael Byrne. Uh, had tough Supercross seasons. Uh, back on the Suzuki, you know, he's always been a better outdoor rider than indoor. And you know he's working hard. You know he, he wants it and feels it. And uh, I, got, I got Michael Byrne rebounding somewhat. And when I say rebounding, I mean he was, I say, 8 to 12 range, maybe 5. I got Burner doing better than he did in Supercross. I, I like the guy and... He's a friend of mine and all that, but uh, yeah, I think something's going to happen for Byrne. So, um, he's, he's a good dude. I hope so. I, I feel like he's maybe a little, maybe like his ship has sailed a little bit. 
I think your ship has sailed. My ship sailed so long ago, bro, 10 years ago. You're, you're reduced but, to doing whole shot competitions with Bryce Valley. That's right. That's what I've been reduced to. And then you go to the bar. Don't get all, I, don't get all defensive. I like Bernie. I'm, awesome I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking, dude. I'm joking. Um, okay. Here's my sleepers. I got two. <laughs> what? Huh? I got wow. two. Okay, wait. Before you, before you, I know one of them is going to be Christian Craig. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. Okay. It is. Shocker. Who's the other one? Who's the other one? I don't know. I don't know. I just knew you'd say Christian Craig, though. Why did you know that? Because you've always liked that kid. You worked with him at GLD, and he's on a 450, and he's he's a lot of people's sleeper, I think. What I saw at the GP, though, I wasn't impressed with, really. And Well, it, it, I, I think it'll take him some time. He's going to have to kind of work into it and build confidence. Is it just me, Ping, or does he have a really good riding style? He does, he's right? He's got a great style. Yeah. His style is amazing. It's good. And yeah. uh, he's got he, – he can just, like, kind of create speed. I don't know. It's really fun to watch him when he's on. Okay. So I think maybe it doesn't happen at Hangtown, but right. either by race six, he either has a breakout ride or he's broken, or he's completely melted down. And <laughs> okay. it, you know what I mean? The, the season right. is crushed. Him. Right, right, right. We'll, we'll, like know, gonna, we'll know by round six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and then the other guy. Here. I'm very confused. I'm, I'm, I can't even pick these, this analysis apart. What do you mean? The exact same thing you would have said 15 years ago about his dad, correct? <laughs> really fast, got great style. He's either yeah. gonna melt down or do real well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's a good point. Wow. It's a good point, Weege. That was an epiphany right there. Yeah, um, right. Uh, okay, one more guy. Who's your other guy? Ricky Dietrich. Ooh. Damn it, that was mine. Damn it. Ooh. Uh. Yeah, kind of forgot about Ricky Dietrich, but he's been hauling ass. People said. People. Have I, I haven't. I haven't even seen him. I just right. know. Two years ago, that dude, or was it two years ago? Yeah. Or was it last year? Last no, year. Two, year, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, so nine. That dude was like <clears throat> legit top five guy. Yeah. yeah. Every week. And, 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 and I know very surprisingly, he seemed to have very good fitness. I know. I know. Shocker. But he, 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 he didn't yeah. so much have blazing speed, but he just rode the same speed, the whole moto. Yeah. And, and that's enough. Yeah. Um, uh, and Weege, that was your guy? That was my guy, yeah. Yeah. And that was good. I didn't think about that. He's going to beat Michael Byrne, I think. I think he might. Hey, he would. I, I would pick Kyle Regal if he was going racing, but he's, so he's, he's not racing? Uh, is no. what I understand? No. I yeah. mean, yeah. No. I mean he's, he's still on that team, you know what I mean? It's like he's not a free agent per se. I don't know if they'd let it. That would probably look bad all around, too, you know? So I don't think they'd even want that to happen. Right. You know, uh, I gotta say, of all the bad career moves, him going to a Supercross only team—I don't think it was a good move. Unless he was kind of to- assured prior to the season that, yeah, we're going to do nationals. That's that kid's bread and butter. Yeah, he's so good outdoors. I, I asked him about it. He said he basically his choice was no ride at all or this one. <laughs> yeah, well, then there, you, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he. Yeah, he probably heard the same thing we did. Oh, we're going to do the first four. Might do them all. Yeah. Don't worry. But he needs to be putting something together to go do them on his own then or something because he sits the summer out. Where does that leave him for next year? Yeah. Unless he's got a two-year deal. Loyalty on that team to no. just reward him and bring him back like what other team wants him. He has no leverage. Yeah, no. He, he has to hope those guys like him enough to keep him. Pretty sure it's a one-year deal. Oh. So, yeah, he could be just be like, they could just be like, you know what? You're out. And then he's like, but, but. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> hour and four minutes in. Let's talk about um, uh, 250 class. Okay. Rattray, Barsha, Wilson, right? Baggett. Baggett, yeah. Baggett. But Tomac. Tomac? I'm calling right now Blake Baggett to win it. Wow. The title? The title. No, 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 no. H- no. Hank Town. Oh, oh. Sorry, Hank Town. Oh, okay. title, Jeez. I'm not. Who, who knows, dude? I would have to. Yeah. Right. You're taking a wild guess there. Maybe, maybe yeah. Rattray would be better odds, but uh, I think Baggett wins Hank Town. Wow. Yeah, that's big. And, and several other rounds. Is, I don't think that'll be his only one. In the races that Baggett did last year, he was really fast. Like, he got horrible starts. He was really fast. I think it's pretty much known that the way that team was last year, the bike was not. Um, whatever adjective is positive, not any of those words. And yep. he was making it work. I know nobody remembers because it ended at Bud's Creek, but, dude, he's definitely fast. Well, and I'm, I'm working off some intel from yeah. a guy in the know there on the team that when they go testing – you know, they all kind of have their little competition to see who can turn the quickest lap. And they, the team, you know, instigates that. Oh, you know, Dean's got the quickest lap right now. It's whatever. And then the guys will go out and try to burn it down. They said, at will, Blake can go out and throw down the fastest lap. Anywhere they go. He's wow. just, like, killing it outdoors right now. And like you just said, when you think about how quick he was going last summer on the bike he was on and the bike he's on now, the kid weighs 140 pounds. I don't see how he doesn't hole shot every race. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Although your your valuable intel about Hanny didn't prove to be correct, but. What's that? Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Hanny was not changing in the H&H truck. That's what he told everybody. and We were full of shit. Uh-oh. Who do you hey, believe? Well. And that was your intel. <laughs> Who, who's so, trustworthy? No, I know. Yeah, you I can know. listen to Hanson or... Bones, the guy who runs, you know, yeah. Whoa. the day-to-day things <laughs> on the team the over there. You just dropped it, your source. You just revealed well, your that source. Well, that was the old source. I got many sources down there. What, I know one of them is not That Paul was the changing in the H&H truck source, and it, trust me, it was legit. I know. I believe it. I know. It just it sucks when it's true and, it, you know, instead of saying no comment, it's like, no, those guys are wrong. It's like, no, we're not. Anyways, uh, I know one of your sources is not Paul Barabino, Paul Barabinos. No, it definitely isn't. Okay. Uh, yeah. So okay. Um, so we did Baggett, Wilson, Barsha, Tomac. Are those four? Rattray. I I I like Rattray. I don't think he has the blazing speed, but like we saw last year, he's just going to be there, and, and he stepped it up last year and rode great. Um, Should have. He did win a race, and um, yeah, I just think that. Uh, He'll be good. The question mark, I think, a little bit is Barsha's hand bothering him. He hinted towards me that it was bothering him a bit in outdoors. So does that come into play and, and, and hurt him a little bit? And Tomac, you know, he came out strong, won the first race, but then he sort of had a meltdown. I guess he's going to probably be smarter and, and avoid that a little bit, huh, Ping? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I think he learned a lot from last year and. You know, without talking to him, I still think this isn't coming from them, but I still think he melted himself down at Texas, and I don't think he recovered a long time. Right. And um, so I'm sure they learned, you know, like maybe this year he would just chill out a little bit there and, you know, take a fifth or whatever instead of 
absolutely burning it down until your body melts. Right. Uh, um, what about tickle? Could tickle get in their weech? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Because his problem has always been in the beginning of the race, the not getting good starts consistently, and uh, he's usually pretty strong at the end. So you would think, like kind of worked in Supercross, that he will improve the start situation. I would think doing those military-type, you know, beat the lap time of your teammate Moda is going to give him that little extra burst that he needed. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's definitely in there. I mean, I think the history has proven that anyone that's on that team could end up being a champion at the end of the year. I mean, stranger things have happened right. than, than, than Tickle winning this. Like, who – Rob Bytus is the only guy I know in this industry that even mentioned Ivan Tedesco in 2005. And I was like, what? And he was standing there with the plate at the end of the year. So – who knows? Rocket Rob. Hey, Savant. Rocket Rob is the only one. He actually said, my pick is number 30, and no one even knew who number 30 was. Because <laughs> Tedesco was number one in Supercross. Right, right. Uh, anyway, I do have some intel, by the way, on Tomac, that he is going to base himself in Texas for a good portion of the summer. So the heat. Mm, he's posting up his for this. Yeah. Yep. I think that can work both ways, though, sometimes. But I would imagine if someone can figure out how to use the heat to help them and not ruin them during the week. You would think it'd be them. Um, well, that right there, that goes to show you just how smart those guys are. I mean, Johnny, his dad, John, is as intelligent as anybody when right, it comes to here we go. fitness, health, here we, here we go. getting where your body needs to be. No, I'm just saying, it takes seven to ten days for your body to acclimate to wherever you're going. So I'm sure that they'll give themselves that lead time. And so I, Texas, I be should go. Ping, ping, it sounds like you've got all the knowledge you need. I should go to Texas now. (laughs) You need to go to Texas now and don't leave until (laughs) after Freestone. So, okay, so just because this is a prediction show and it's kind of what we do. um, I got sleepers. Okay. I've got sleepers. Well, I wanted to ask you about Cole Seeley, if he's one of your sleepers. Nope. Okay, Cole Seeley ended Paula with a podium. Uh, Can he keep that going, Ping? Is, is that sort of a breakthrough um, ride, or is he going to be a 5-10 to 10 guy? It, you know what? It all depends on his mental status. Why do I feel like in talking to anybody, whether it be Jeff Ward, David Pingree, his mechanic Rich, wh- whoever I talk to about Cole Seeley mentions his mental status. <laughs> he burns out easy. He gets, you know, right. quit for a year or two. He just, like... If you try to, you can't take him and just grind him. Like, come on, you got you know harder, more motos, more motos. It, that doesn't make him stronger. He loses interest. He's like super duper ADD. So you have to do just enough to keep him fit enough to finish, but not burn him out. It's <laughs> like you got to walk this fine line with him, and it's tough. Right. If he can find that happy place where he's having fun and it's not work, he's got the speed. We've seen that. He's plenty fast. Um, he could be a podium guy for sure. Okay. Well, um, seeing how this is a prediction show, we need predictions on the title. Uh, Weege, I need a prediction on the title. I'm going to say, and this is what I did before Supercross, really, because I want to bet smart money and not completely take myself out of the game. I'm going to go with Rattray because I don't think there's a chance that he would have a bad season. Like he, there, there are no question marks. Uh, him. You know, so that's where the smart money goes. And I said the same thing about Dungey, and that's the way it works at Supercross. Was he the best? No, but was he going to blow it? Speaking no of uh, blow it. speaking of Rocket Rob Bidas, though, his his savant predictions lose a little bit of status with me when 
on the Las Vegas Parts TV show, he predicted Jake Weimer was going to win. And was dead yeah, what, serious. What, the, what gear is Weimer wearing? Yeah, Thor. Yeah, who did he predict uh, in Atlanta, I think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Metcalf. Metcalf? Metcalf is going to win the Los Angeles Supercross. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, you know. Well, okay, never mind then. All right, so, the work that they're good so, and have Thor So gear, you, got Rat, did. you got Rattray. I think Rattray's danger zone is one of these kids, I think the upside of these other guys is higher than his. If one of these kids figures it out, uh, like Kennard did the second half of the year last year, he just figured it out. Right. I don't know if he's going to be able to stop that, and that could be any one of these guys. But I would say when I think upside, I'm thinking Tomac is the one that could potentially put the pieces together and the other guys aren't going to be able to stop him. Okay, all right. You want my money down on the table, though, I'll put it on Rattray. Right, money down, Rattray. Okay. What do you think, Ping? Yeah, those are probably two really good picks. Really, really. Um, really, really, <laughs> really good picks. Gosh, if you don't do one of those guys, I mean, maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe Wilson, maybe Barsha, but like you said with Barsha's wrist, who knows? I, I think kind of we hit the two you're going to put money down. Those are the guys that goes on. Not me. I'm actually surprised. Not I didn't me. know that you that that uh, the consensus would be that strong for for no, Tomac. ahead of Wilson. It's not. It's not. I'm. I think it is. But I'm putting my money you know, down on the uh, Canadian. The Canadian Dean Wilson. Conrad Keith. I think. Okay. I think he's a bit bummed at a Supercross season the way it went down, and I think he's a better outdoor rider. He hangs it out more. He's he's able to do that, and I like Wilson for the title. That's my prediction. I don't think Rattray has. I think he got rattled, speed. though. I think Supercross. I think Barsha got in his head bad. Well, and I, I think well, he might still be a little young. You yeah. know, like Rattray's got a world title. He's he's been in this championship chase. New season, new he attitude. Season. Oh, all right. Yeah. He's going to win races. There's no question about that. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks to his mechanic, but I'm just saying he's fast. <laughs> uh, Paul's a good dude. Uh, we need to we need to work on. Yeah, some we should sort recap of... his career. How's his racing career? Did he didn't he did he dominate or have any good rides ever or make mains? We should check that out one time and just see. Wow. You could say that about me and Weege, though, Ping. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you guys aren't lipping off to me about what I didn't do. <laughs> well, oh. you are. I, I, We've I, uncovered I, a little bit of this. Now. I have four Manitoba titles. Um, hey, I got some dark horses I want to throw in. No, no, no. We've yeah, yeah, completely we, gone over these guys. I, I've got one, too. i got one, too. Oh, no. Nah, you better not take my guys. Okay, my sleeper for the Nationals. And I don't know why Ping all of a sudden picks two, but whatever. I'll just—I got one. Kyle Cunningham. That's one of mine. You Kyle Jack Cunningham. Cole. Stamp it. Uh, he just has to wait for it, not crash. Um, but he's certainly fast, and I think the bike's capable. And uh, Kyle Cunningham. I think he's on the best bike he's been in a long time. He's finally started to pick some momentum up at the end of the Supercross series. Mm-hmm. Well, for whatever reason in Vegas, he gets after it, and he mm-hmm. rode great there. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's bringing some heat outdoors, and he's always been fast what outdoors. What about his teammate Ryan Sipes? That's my other. Oh, sorry. Those are my two guys. Okay, Sipes and Cunningham. I, I think both too, of those guys can really surprise people. Weed, you know what? Weed, you can't talk when me and Ping are talking. Oh, sorry. I wanted you to know that I picked it too, because now I'm going to look lame. Oh, I just name who? Hey, you know what? You know what's surprising? I talked to Sipes. Um, the other day, and I said, uh, you know, outdoors. What do you what are you thinking? Well, has he's like the title, and I'm like, whoa, like not in not not to him, but in my head, uh, he's like I have the title. I, I got to get this title. Um, 
And I'm just like, wow, really? Like, I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. And it's good he's shooting for it. He's got the speed for it. But he didn't say top fives. He didn't say – and he's never won a national. You know, do you know the only thing – the only reason I don't pick that guy to be like regular podium guy or race winner is starts. Like, I feel like maybe he's too big to get a good start. Right. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. on the track, lap times and Mm fitness-wise, I mean, he's right there with those guys. No problem. If you put him in the top two or three at every moto, I don't see why he doesn't finish there a lot. Right. But, I mean, what do you think he weighs? 185, 190 at least? I don't know. Think he's that big? I don't think Uh, he's he's tall. He's skinny, but, man, he's tall. Am I off? Yeah, you're off. You're never going to work in a carnival. The guys in the class, but 180? Am I I bad at lifting weight? You're never going to work at 165? Oh, no, I think you're, you're you're actually I think you're overestimating me and him at the same rate. Hmm. Mathis two eighty five. Just kidding. Uh, I, I I'm sure I'm more actually. Uh, no. Yeah, I, I would think so. I need I, I, I but I've been on the elliptical lately. So um, right. now, um, yeah. What do you, what do you think Ryan Sipes weighs then? Am I, I mean, if it's, if it's I say one seventy five or less, I don't think it matters. Then one seventy five, you'd say. I say I I don't even know one seventy five. I say one seventy. What are we? What's our plus or minus? Five five pounds. You uh, you guys want to call him? Let's shoot him a text right now. Text him, yeah. Can you get us? Yeah, I'm going to do text this. I'm going to text him right now. We're going to see what we can get. I'm doing it right now. I, I got it. Okay, every, let's You're take a guess it? though. Right. I'm saying one. I say one eighty. I say there's way way less than one eighty. So basically, the line in the sand here is. If it's closer to 170 or closer to 180, I'm going closer to 170. You're going closer to 180. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. This could change in a day or two, too. That's what makes us even but, uh, uh But, uh, Ping, your, your bullseye barbecue bold pick for uh, Hangtown is Blake Baggett, though. Mine? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Baggett wins Hangtown. Oh, okay. I think Tomac wins Hangtown. I think Tomac and Villapoto win Hangtown. Weech? Yeah, I agree. That, that's that's mine. I hate to have to keep talking over you guys, but see what happens when you pick before me? <laughs> no, I just look like I'm following. <laughs> By the way, Sipes, can he be considered a sleeper, though? What is the definition of sleeper? Because uh, no one's talking really about him for a championship. I, I, I wouldn't think anybody would. I mean, we all know he's a great rider. He's a, he's a good rider, but... Uh, I don't think too many people are talking about Ryan Sipes and championship in the same same breath. Is Sipes one of the few guys? Okay, there's plenty of dudes, like his teammate Kyle Cunningham, where you say, oh, that guy, he just needs to not crash. He just needs to you know, calm down, not crash. There's tons of dudes that have been like that, and how often do they ever stop crashing? No, yeah, you're and right. And also still go fast, right? Yeah, Rare. No. Yeah, you're right. But I think Sipes is one of the few guys who can really say has done that. That dude was... A crasher for what six, seven years, and he's actually, right. I think, six. Um, Not weird. Hey, Dave Gowan has taken over the Rockstar Suzuki team as a manager. Uh, he's got Davalos, Anderson, Paluzzi, and uh, well, Ryan Morris is out now. I guess twittering, talking about surgery. Yeah. So, uh, can any one of those guys do anything? Who's going to be the best Rockstar Suzuki team member, uh, Weege? 
I'm still holding out hope. Oh, Jesus, here we go, Anderson. <laughs> yeah, the real Jason Anderson. I mean, man, I'm going to look really bad on this. Like, right. I thought this was money in the bank. Like, I've already taken out a loan. Like, this was a guaranteed. I can't believe there hasn't been a, a single return. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, come uh, on, man. Right. Uh, Ping, what do you think? I don't know. Duvalis has always had speed, but he's had a terrible season. Um, you love Pelosi. I like Snooky. I don't. I don't know how he'll do outdoors. He surprised me in Super You know, maybe he'd do the same outside. I'm not sure. Right. I, I don't see any of those guys, honestly, in the top five, and maybe poking their head in the top ten here and there for sure. But. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think what we've seen so far, they haven't given us any reasons to think, oh, yeah, these guys are going to kill it. Right, right. Yeah, it's a deep class. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, and then uh, uh, Travis Baker, what do you think, Ping? You know this kind of stuff. You know that team well, TLD, Honda. Yeah, I don't know. Travis hasn't really um, kind of stepped up the way I thought he might this year. Um He's a hard-working kid, though. You know, it doesn't. He's a charger. I mean, yeah, I'd say eighth to tenth. Yeah, Dakota That'd be his happy place. Dakota's is filling in for uh, Wharton on the Geico team. Yeah, but he won't. I just talked to the team. He oh. will be back for a while. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's remember he hurt his elbow and yeah. they thought, oh, it'll yeah, be a yeah. quick fix, but uh, it isn't. And now they're actually. What about Mookie? Oh, yeah. oh, Mookie. You still have the. F- uh, I don't know. My fever comes and goes. You know, I, I don't know. He's a big dude. He's a big. I just want, like we said, I just want. Okay, now he's 180, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got to be. Yeah. Uh, um, I just want, like we said, I just want people to film this J Law Mookie interaction. Oh man, because it might not. You got to get on it because it might not last. Who knows? Right. One moto. One J-Law guy. One guy, very happy, smiling, loving it. You know, uh, living life, and one guy. Just hating everybody and everything and not enjoying himself. And that's just the beginning. I mean, you've got the whole general, you know, Stewart vibe. Like, so Mookie's at the races, but a brother is not. Like, does that mean, do the, do the parents come? Do they not come? Then how many fans are going to be asking them, where's your brother? Like, this is a strange <laughs> dynamic. I think, right? Big I mean, people I, are going to ask, aren't they? Yeah, I think Big James goes to every race. Right. So throw that in there in the same truck as J-Law, whatever's happening over there. This is great drama. I'm Big James. Everybody knows me. I'm Big James. Everybody, I'm Big James. everybody knows me. Um, Boogie coming through like a chainsaw. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for a text back from Sipes, by the way. I, I did text him and no reply back. If he if he gets back to us, uh, I'll put it in the uh, in the recap uh, on the on the website. If he doesn't, He's probably out back. jogging in a rubber suit right now, trying to drop weight. Yeah, come yeah, on, man. Just, just to uh, let us, just to let us know. <laughs> All right, guys. That's about it. Um, wrap this thing up. Outdoor All right. preview show. I had fun. Did we, did, we, did we cover anything that was any good? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. All right. Um, and we'll keep doing these um, throughout the outdoors. Weege, your, your guest host for the Racer X Motocross show is in full effect. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I've kind of let him down. I think he was asking for some track access that my bosses did not want to give uh, anyone. Um, so I think I'm going to have a problem on my hands come hang down where he's going to say, hey, can I get down to the track? And I'm going to say, no, you only have a press pass and 
just want to worry about that. Well, what do you mean, get down to the track? What did he want to do, get on the gate? I think he just wanted to have access to go wherever he wanted. Like, essentially, he said, like, a team manager can. You know, you can go down to the gate. You can go to the, 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 the tower or whatever. Oh. Um, but the only people that get that are, there's, like, you know, team managers, a couple of officials of the series, and then photographers who get it, but they have to wear a vest. Uh-huh. So you can't just let 100 people loose on the infield. It's going to be a problem. Right. So they draw the line well, pretty hard there, and I think I lost the argument. Oh. And at Hangtown, because they, they're that? like worse oh, than yeah. Chinese military there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the dirt diggers do not fool around. The straight cut your head off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, okay. So, well, you'll, you'll still have them, Pink, or Weege, So. <clears throat> oh, yeah. yeah he'll, Taking he'll, your... I'm taking what your vision, your Pulp of Show vision. What the was original that? vision. What was that, the original vision? What are you talking about? It was you and Paul Lindsay. So I'm oh, yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Right, yeah. Me the original Pulp of Show. Right. Yeah, no, Lindsay yeah. was on it. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Um, this is a show I do on Monday nights, Bing. You don't know anything about it. And uh, yeah, for anybody listening in Manitoba, sign up. There's still a few spots left for the David Pingree Motocross School. So, Ping, are you looking forward to this? Yeah, it should be fun. You got your. You got, they got they got some rain going up there. The dirt will be sick. You got uh, you got what you got. I mean, do you do you do you pretty much have all your knowledge, and you just take cater it to the people that are there, or do you reach back? Do you do new things each school? How, how, do you do you pre, do you prepare at all for motocross? Yeah, I, I have. I, you know, I do. I do schools here and there, so I have sort of a little template that I use and okay the stuff that. That I like to cover, and, and we're going right. to split it up. Like with a group this big, I split it up into you know right. beginner, novice, intermediate, expert riders, and I, take f- each group at a time. And, I have a yeah, feeling get- there's going to be a lot of guys there that are a little starstruck and may just be looking at you and just waiting for you to say something funny every time you open your mouth. <laughs> so ah, uh, the disappointment. <laughs> right on. Well, hey, uh, uh, Jason Wygant, good luck at Hangtown. May the voice be with you. Nice. And uh, and Ping, uh, uh, good luck at your school in Manitoba this weekend. And uh, yeah, thanks. You put me up at a Hojo, two stars. Dude, that was the highest star limit that they gave me. I price lined it, and they I was like, really, Winnipeg, really, two stars? That's all you have, really? Well, Winnipeg, if you're planning on, if you want to get a three star hotel in Winnipeg, doesn't happen. Well, Not possible. Well, I had to put you by the airport, so that's why I was. Oh, uh, all so, right. But uh, yeah, I apologize for that, but. Uh, yeah, that'll we'll talk about that next week. Uh, as you, after you get ass raped by an Eskimo. There you go. Wow. Okay, guys, thank you, and uh, and uh, talk to you soon. Later. Next week. Later. This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show, brought to you by Racer X. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as the Beast from the East. Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point to where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. 
circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled the pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. You know I've got this friend up in the atmosphere, another reason.